we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me on the show is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hey, what's up, guys? Hope you're having a fantastic day and or night. And man, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. We got some crazy topics, guys. There's a lot to unpack, so grab a book, because readers beware. You are in for a treat, and, well, yeah. read on. <laughs> All right. Next on the show, we have our interim host, Noble. Oh, joy, oh, joy. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I think this is the mood of a clown who's just, like, who wants to get his energy ready, but has just sputtered out. No, it's more the clown. Look, woke up in the morning, looked at his phone, and said, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and I probably just uh, screwed us for the uh, YouTube. So, yay! Uh, well, we're not monetized anyway yet. Yeah, well, that one day we'll figure out how to outsmart the algorithm with the help of AI. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> what do you mean, like South Park did? Ah, uh, well, one day. But I, uh, you know, one day we can wrangle these AI overlords. Because that's our end goal. Alright, next on the show, we have Jay Silverwolf. Hey, 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 awoo. Hey, guys. So glad to be back. Uh, it's been a while, yeah. Definitely been, been a while. while. Uh, praise God yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Feels good to be back. Uh, thank you to the Raiders team for having me be here on this uh, podcast, and um, glad to be here. <laughs> right on. And joining us from last time for, since we had him, Icy Popper. Well, although I need a brush to brush my goddamn hair, I'm pretty stoked to be on the show. Well, Great to have you on. Sweet as. So, what has society brought us this week? Huh? Let us dive in. Now, first things first. Ask yourself this. Is this reality or satire? Boston College professor assigns students to make their own personas and has furries come to class. All right. I've just, yeah, just... I've seen that before. I love it. It's My cute. question is, at what grade did this occur at? Was this like the last grade? Was this like the first year of college or uh, grade or years? Like the same sort of thing? Yeah, well, the thing is if this happened at my college, I would absolutely wear my fursuit to college. For sure. <laughs> I, I would, would, yeah. I'd wear my wolf mask. I'm not gonna lie, get into the spirit of a classroom and immerse yourself. This is educational. So, uh, we should probably wait because I'm curious if this is a social science thing. Well, apparently, this is a class in the in this headline here. Christopher, a Boston College professor, invited furries and assigned students to create their own personas for his class on beast literature. What? Okay. That's a I thing. mean, yeah, honestly, no I don't, I don't really see how that's educational, but uh, well, I, I, mean... <laughs> I find it to be educational, but in a rather unique way. By that, I 
you know, like Furry's coming to introduce themselves to students that probably never even heard of them. They could have been very well fascinated not only to create their personas but keep them for themselves and maybe future reference they'd get their own fursuit, other dreams. That's how See, I look at it. This doesn't sound like a college class per se. It almost sounds like a panel at a furry con, right? Like right. fursuiting one oh one or something. It does look like that, but and oh, is this an actual this picture of the classroom? Look at these guys. <laughs> what? Oh man, that's wild. And I think I recognize one of them too, that wolf right there. Um where is he at? Is that Jasper? No, the, it's uh, black and the the, the uh, black and white one in the middle. Yeah, yeah, him. So, oh, I think I know the one in the back too. Wait a minute, yeah, that, that's that um, uh, that one's iconic. That's Gail, yeah. right? Yeah, that's her. What is she doing here? She's a Boston native, <sighs> and she went to the college. Well, wow, that's so crazy. Oh man, I'd love to do that. Um, or, or I mean, hey, like it, to me, it, it kind of looks like um something where like. Let's say, like, uh, the, the teacher's like, oh, great great job, class. Great week this week. So guess what? Today, we're going to do a fun activity. Here you go, furries. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, to this, for this next little round, we are going to grade you on your group, on your midnight howls. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, that's species. Oh, oh, what about oh. cats? What about dra oh, dragon lizard things? What about um, snakes <laughs> and whatever else likes to crawl its head out? <laughs> the bloody fur gone. Um... Now I'm I'm looking at this and it's like Latin literature, so why would a Latin literature class want to have like a fairy sort of um segment? I mean, let's go back. Let's imagine for a sec that this was a hundred percent serious and they wanted to dive back to like the how our ancestors discovered that sort of thing. How you know the ancient the Roman pagans did this sort of stuff. Mm. Wait, this is real, right? Or because it's hard to tell nowadays. I remember we had a one story with the the cat litter thing that turned out to be yeah. fake. Oh but this, yeah, this yeah. looks kind of legit though. Like, yeah, did I not ask you? Is this real a satire? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and it's kind of interesting too that I think towards the end of the article. No, wait, hold on. It's a video that I watched um, from this uh, article where it says. That the that the professor chose not to say anything about it or comment about it. Like, um, I think it was Fox News trying to ask him for a comment, and he refused not to. So, to me, that's kind of, huh? Why would he not want to say anything about it? Like, huh? You know? Yeah, come on, man. At least share the love. Tell us about it. <laughs> but wait, isn't isn't that professor the guy that posted that photo though? No, it looked like so. a student. Well, oh, okay. this is what the professor brought in as a gift for his students. A cake that says, sorry. Oh, yeah. The... What the? Wait, oh, what does that no. say? Oh, no. Uh, sorry for making you burn. Yeah, no, this is definitely the guy. Uh, the CB <laughs> wow. Polt. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Oh, man. Okay. okay um. Just to stop for a minute, but when I was at uh, college myself, well, at least the Australian version of college, there was a particular class thing that we'd attend, which was more like a casual um, social event thing. I could mm -hmm. see Furry being slapped in on that just for like shits and giggles. But outside of that, something in the classroom, unless if it's like art or um, 
you know, something along that sort of a uh, fancy schmancy crap. I don't really see why you'd have like a furry segment unless, of course, it was you like a here's, audiovisual yeah. class. Or... Here's the thing, yeah. right? So let's let's suppose this is legitimate. Let's uh, let's take a look at the syllabus on the of this base literature course. It says students are assigned to examine base literature or discussing animal characters in quote unquote ancient Greece and Rome, medieval Europe and the contemporary world. Okay, ah. I can I can see that. That's kind of interesting. And as it continues, from other goose's fairy tales to Disney films and furries, we imagine non human animals often speaking as humans do. But what are we saying when we use animals to talk with and about one another? And what does art and literature featuring articulate animals say about our attitudes towards both human and non-human animals on the lines we draw between them? Man, this is totally, like, this is a, a panel at, at a furcon. That's what this is. Exactly. <laughs> it's, um, it's so meta that it, it <laughs> feel exactly in place at a furcon, 100%. So hang on, he's covering um, ancient Greece, Rome, medieval Europe. Contempt okay, yeah. so that does actually make a little bit of sense because I thought this was some sort of like um, show and tell uh, weird. Well, they did. Basically... They had to give it a veneer of seriousness and legitimacy. Full stop. As long as what, <laughs> as long as this is true, what they're discussing and sort of uh, making links between what people are doing today and what people did. You know, back in those days that's actually a pretty interesting way of covering it huh i think so yeah actually oh look at all the little furries oh and those guys in the lower right hand corner i met them at a uh, fur puck i think one of them's name is oreo oh i had a dog named oreo god rest her soul oh yeah she's a good girl well Here's where it gets a bit more bizarre. The base literature class syllabus issues a content warning for materials that students may find sensitive, uncomfortable, and disturbing, e.g. Gra graphic, physical, and sexual violence, gender, sex, and sexuality, religious matters, etc. And according to the course website, students are assigned to journal each week about their experiences with non-human animals. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, uh, each, uh, each week? week? Right? What the heck? Wow. How long is this course? Wow. Okay. Are these guys going on VR chat in Second Life or something? I don't... Maybe. I mean, it doesn't matter how they do it, but they got to find a way to talk to these non-human animals one way or another. <laughs> okay, so it just... <laughs> So, so what? Go go to Twitter. <laughs> go, go to furry Twitter. <laughs> Do some interactions on there. <laughs> well, um, for some who don't know or part for God, guess what? Um, there's still a human being under that costume. So, no matter how hard you're you not... try, no matter how hard you believe, you're still a human. <laughs> you're not supposed to ruin wow. the illusion. Yeah, the magic, man. <laughs> Don't ruin the magic, Jay. That ain't very nice. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it's 2023. I, I mean, if I mean, you like, identify as a dog, I, I mean, you're like, a dog. Are we, are we, are... Oh, is that true? Sure, right. yeah, why not? Right? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, you know, hey, I mean, I I'm just saying, like, you know, um, we're, we're still in this, you know, reality and stuff like that. And um, 
I was gonna say, like, I mean, what what's next? Are, are we gonna talk about uh, freaking um, Fudling? I mean, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> controversial. The first suit, and and you got controversial. You got skin showing. Like, come on. <laughs> what do you mean that rainbow dildo butt monkey? Oh, rainbow. that was crazy. Uh, rainbow water water now. There was a guy that walked into a, a library in England. He was hired or requested to come in for an event for reading to children. Basically, he had a rainbow monkey suit on. Uh, his ass was expired. His act exposed. His actual ass, and oh, he had no. a dildo at the front. Hence oh, the no. uh, rainbow dildo oh. monkey thing. Oh, Go no. of England. Oh no! Oh my God, that's fucked up. <sighs> Holy shit! See, something like that rocking up at a college place. would probably be problematic, I would hope, but... Yeah. yeah, well, you would hope so, right? I wouldn't want that to happen. I mean... And it's moments like, um, yeah, please keep that behind closed doors. Keep that inside the bedroom, please. Exactly. You know what's actually perplexing about this story? Um, I'm kind of surprised that it took this long for this to even happen. I'm actually even surprised that the Fox News of all things decided to run with it. <laughs> well, Fox News. <laughs> something I remember from when I was a kid with Pokemon. You had in Japan oh. uh, these packs made so that students could learn how to read and write with uh, the you know, Pokemon characters. Whereas in the huh. West, it was basically just banned outright. It's like, you want to bring that shit here? No, take it home. Oh, we're taking it off you. <laughs> I mean, wow. if the teacher's creative enough to, like, link things together, yeah, good. But if it's just basically showboating fairy, then I'm sort of like, yeah, no. You know, right. We've got cons for that. We don't need school. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I agree with that. Like, um, keep, keep that at the conventions. Yeah, I, I agree he with that. is another assignment that the course offers. <laughs> Oh goodness! What is follow up it? The assignment our students to imagine living as if persona for a month. What? Oh god! There's a picture that depicts that perfectly. So how is this? How is that an assignment? You have to imagine yourself. As, I mean, I do that every day. Living, but yeah. like, <laughs> so you have to like write about your experiences. Ah, today I woke up and I realized I didn't have my tail. Weird. Being a human, <laughs> like how do you document that, right? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Could you imagine having to pant constantly because it's way too damn ass hot? <laughs> oh, right. Struggle. <laughs> oh boy. Then you got shedding problems. You got allergy problems because you could set people off. It's just insane. Oh, I know, right? And my collar is out of style. Oh, I look so lame. Three problems oh, 101. First, first. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I didn't, so... I didn't realize that course was that involved. I thought it was just like a, oh, a furries for a day sort of thing. But damn, right. there's, a, there's a cake and a month-long thing. My goodness. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. It's um, it's full on. You know, you come to work, you bring, you know... Your homework talks charge you with designing a reference sheet. Full on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and now let's um, go back to the world of reality and look at the the realistic implications of this. 
what could you use um, a diploma in beast literature for? Hmm. Well, I guess if you wanted to be like a writer, you could um, maybe children's books or hell, movies. I don't know. Are we, um, are we on that uh, R.L. Stein topic? Not yet. Uh, not yet. This is still the uh, the the furry school situation. Okay, okay. I I just couldn't tell whether we were changing the topic to the different one. Or... Not yet. Yeah. No, I haven't wrapped it up until I until I okay. say this though. But yeah, like just imagine you've become this accomplished know-it-all on beast literature, and that involves <laughs> yeah. you living as a furry for a month. I have to ask, what would be the definition of beast literature? Well. Probably any kind of like anthropomorphic content, you know, like um, Little Bear or I don't know, Winnie the Pooh books, stuff like that. The thing is that what's the definition of beast in this context? Context, because if you're covering things like mythological creatures, werewolves, no, and a bunch of other sort of um, animals as well, that's usually sort of incorporated into stories. I mean, this might be good for like, uh, was it a very you said literature? Yeah, yeah, like uh, writing children's books or something. Yeah, sure. Um, arts, game design. Oh, that's a good yeah, idea. Too. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Then yes, this could be something useful to you know slap on if you understand a bit about mythology. I mean, how many games in today, the last like ten years, have covered? Oh, hey, you knew has covered things like um, um, you know, histories or magic or something that. Well, yeah, I mean, God of War, right? That's all about the history of you know, fighting monsters and stuff like that. I wouldn't necessarily say it's beast literature, but yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah. All right. So, last judgment on this: real or satire? <laughs> I hope this is real, man. I, I do. agree with Avira. I really do. I really hope this is real. Because it's just so goofy and hilarious. Like, come on, this is this is some pretty silly stuff. And at the end of the day, too, it's also harmless. You know, if the students are learning something, great. And they can just have fun, you know? Yeah. Imagine paying thousands of dollars to go to a college to learn how to be a furry. Okay, now, now I see a problem there. That'll be an issue, yeah. yeah. I, I would definitely agree on that issue. Well, hey, yeah, it's I mean, better than um, a lot of the other stuff they're teaching in college nowadays, so, you know, <laughs> take what you can get, I guess. What position of the orgy pile you want to be on, you mean? Oh, um, no, okay. <laughs> okay, speaking of live comments, we've got just that just for you, since you mentioned that, Noble. Well, Scott Husky says, the if better be good or you won't get your degree. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh that's bad. <laughs> and wow. extra, <laughs> Yo, extra credit if you uh, commission fan art of your teacher. <laughs> oh, that could get spicy really quickly. Wow. Well, he's using alpaca, right? Yeah, this is me and my alpaca. You know, we're going to Peru or something. I don't know. That could be fun. Then that dude. All right. Wow. Okay. I got a genuine pedigree, all right? Well, I got a genuine degree, all right? Well, yeah, you, you, are, <laughs> you are a purple tree rat, but yet again, I'm a werefox. I don't know. I've been called a freak of nature, and I'm racist. What? Anyway, anyway to move on to this. <laughs> Has uh, anyone ever called you squirrel cheeks before? Is that offensive? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get right into that in a second. Yeah, well, yeah. It's um completely a case study, a, a case study for why these things are called squirrel cheeks. 
All right. <laughs> so, next item on the show to stick with our literature and education and what on all that good stuff. We have this. The Goosebumps books. Who here, show of hands or show of voices, has read the Goosebumps books, especially when they were a kid? Oh, of course. Yep. yep. I have. All right. And I saw the show, too. The show wasn't as good as the books, honestly, because like, I like the artwork on the books. Those are cool. I seen Goosebumps in years. When was Sadly, the, the show was a little... Um... They didn't have much of a budget by the looks of things. No, no, they definitely didn't. And who, who, I have a question about the Goosebumps characters. Who is that little puppet? I forget his name, that creepy oh, little uh, Slappy? Slappy, thank you. Yes, Slappy. Yeah, I liked uh, the artwork for Say Cheese and Die. That was a cool one. When you have like, all the skeletons barbecuing, <laughs> that was cool. Oh, what about the vampire? I like uh... the werewolf, though. Of course. Well, anyways, uh, with this whole, uh, with this article, we have the the uh, original author himself, R.L. Stein, is actually going back and editing his actually, own books. Now, uh, no, 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 no. That apparently that was incorrect. Apparently, no. he had no idea that this was happening. No, he was not told about any of these edits. That's what, what? I thought. I'm yeah, claim. I thought he said then, he was doing it himself. No, he himself. Oh, the story's. Had... Oh man, I fell victim to fake news. Darn. Slow down. Oh, Let's read this together. So, reports have recently surfaced. R.L. Stein allegedly, well, he, he may have made edits, but now it's not the case. Huh. And these edits are said to have made the books less offensive, more modern. And these statements, these sanitized edits, will now remove references towards mental health, weight, and ethnicity. For example... Oh, the self-censored changes plump to cheerful and crazy to silly. But that's not even the same thing. How can you be plump? Uh, well, uh, okay, so... The... Um, plump and um, fat, yeah. I okay. know, oh, sorry, plump to cheerful, yeah, that's... That's, that's a stretch. Crazy to silly? Uh, no, that depicts something different. Silly's usually more playful. Crazy's more like, yeah, I want to get away from this person right now. Yeah, like hectic, chaotic, that, you know? That's changing yeah. the context yeah. of content, uh, what the story's about. Yeah. Well, they're oh. basically, uh, okay, so I guess R.L. Stein is not doing this himself, but um, they're, they're changing things that have any kind of reference to a character's weight or certain words, you know, like crazy or <laughs> fat or plump or whatever. But uh, I saw another one, too, that um, Squirrel Cheeks was actually a slur that they used in one of the books to refer to someone, and they had to change it to, to like, uh, what was it? I, th I think it was cheerful or, like, playful or something. Oh, wow. Crazy stuff. There was another uh, another line that said um, that they were describing a character as um, having six chins, and they said, well, they changed it and made him uh, six foot tall and six inches or something. Like, what? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, that you're right. Like a character that has at least six chins is now at least six feet six. Yeah. What the hell? What? what? I don't get that. In uh, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> isn't in England chinning someone basically shooting them? No, no, killing them. Uh, it's that uh, what was it? That werewolf movie? 
if Goldilocks should shot with a bazooka and a bad attitude, I expect you to chin the bitch. Can you imagine if they had to change that? Oh, <laughs> oh God. That, that's bonkers, man. I mean, it's one of the favorite lines, but I'm guessing here, chin, wasn't that reference to the guy, the, the character's height? No, he says, um, yeah, characters Stein called with like large and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess they're just tall now. So being creative with your words is considered problematic. I don't know how, who this is offensive to. I mean, R.L. Stein is a well known author of children's books. No. I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. I mean, yeah. he would have put He's his heart into this. And... and and somehow, like, his publisher just basically pulls one from under the rug and does this. Is that is that legal? Like, if no, he had no legal. idea that his own work was being changed, I mean, that sounds no, like no. a problem. Avira, I wouldn't say legal. I'd say whether it's within the bounds of the contract. Uh, the agreement okay. between Ariel Stein himself and also the book publisher. That's the concerning part. Well, it's not ethical. I mean, that's that sucks. Oh, I agree with you on that. I mean, if, if it was so problematic that it had to get uh, changed, I would ask the author to uh, edit the lines so that it prevent, present, sorry, presents the same message, but in a tone that people feel more acceptable today. But even that's still fucking bullshit. Yeah, because now now it's not going to make any sense. In fact, uh, there was one really um, famous um, book by Earl Stein. I forgot what it was actually called, but the story basically goes where someone makes a wish, and it's two friends. One friend gains a lot of weight. They become like like a balloon almost, like rotund, like a bowling ball. Yeah. And the other one, the girl, she starts wasting away, and there's like a skeleton where they said like the wind knocked her down, and they have to figure out you know, how to get their old bodies back. So how are they going to tell that story? <laughs> he, he became more cheerful as time went on. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> like, I distinctly remember that story of, like, the girl wasting away and shit. Like, how are they going to... Uh, this is crazy, man. I and and how many, like, eight-year-old kids are going to be offended by that? <laughs> like, no, come on. They're, they're going to... They're gonna let their imaginations run. It's like, ah, I'm, I'm so cheerful. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, <Yay>! so silly. <laughs> All right, found another more, another one of these. What's changed? Um, so, again, crazy was cut. They've been replaced with silly, wild, scary, lost her mind, and stressed. And that takes away the creativity of the actual lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and crazy is not a like a, a slur against you know mentally disabled people. I mean, it's just a descriptive word, you know. Anyone can be crazy. I mean, oh, you're yeah. drawn to a mad as a hatter, but <laughs> oh, look at this! The, the term "a real nut" is now a real wild one, and nutcase is weirdo. You know, I think weirdo is more offensive than nutcase, in my opinion. <laughs> a wild right? one can seem more frisky. <laughs> this is just goofy. And uh, I guess it's fair to say it's the moment like, you know, hey, I mean, if you don't like it, that's okay. Go find yourself a different book. Go find yourself a, a, a different comment. There's really, it's not necessary to go out with the guy because of what he created and stuff like that. I mean, especially like now, I guess, you know, he's 
has no control of this and everything's just being edited now being yeah you know like he was he, like stein was never shown any of the edits yeah i didn't know that yeah i thought he was the one doing it himself jeez oh at least if he had control, he may have been able to keep some of his creativity, but I'm pretty sure the brainwashing he would have had to have gone through to be, to, to do that properly would have been... Ugh. Well, the article said he's, he's, what, like 79 years old? He's 79. Yeah. Damn. I don't think he cares too much about going back and changing things to be less problematic. No. Um, but nice that's job. Another one. Here's another little change I found. In the case of Camp Cold Lake, the text has been revised to describe a wolf whistle as whistled loudly. Okay, that's offensive towards wolves. Huh. Wait, what? I, 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 I don't get this one. A wolf whistle? <laughs> yeah. Why would they change that? Oh, oh, like a cat calls kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I guess. Oh, I remember that. I can't, I can't get my that guy out of my head now that was doing the cat calling that appeared on Tosh.0. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a great episode. Mm -hmm. Especially when he found out, oh, you don't actually like this. It storms. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Actually, I didn't understand what wolf call meant anyway. No, I always thought it was called like a like when you cat call someone that's like whistling yeah. and whatever. I mean, it's a really shitty thing to do. I mean, don't do it. But uh, I've never heard it called a wolf whistle before. That's a new one. Wolf whistle. <laughs> yeah, you ever heard of that? No, I, uh, we lost Jay. I'm sure I'll be back in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I never heard a, heard of a wolf whistle myself. What the hell is that? I I guess it's uh, like a cat call, basically. Uh, I was about to say, do you blow it? Do you blow the wolf whistle when you summon a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't know what they were referring to. I was like, did you but whistle like the a wolf? World worked like that, and the wolf like our, is very docile. Well, the world worked like that. So, is it scholastic? That's doing yeah, this? Well, uh, Scholastic are the ones who are publishing it. That's right. Huh. And they've somehow done all this. So right. I just have to ask this question. If this is how they're changing things, at what point are they going to start bringing out books where uh, they're trying to convince kids to have sexual interactions with each other? Like, Oh, oh they, they uh, did that in Florida recently. In fact, uh, DeSantis oh, okay. just banned the book. It's called... Uh, what was it called? I think it was like Queer, Queer Life or something. It was literally in schools showing children how to give each other blowjobs. Not even kidding, man. Wow. Yeah, and they just banned that, like, this week. Thank God. Uh, I thought it was telling uh, kids how to find, like, adults and have sexual interactions with them, or am I saying, oh, no, that, that that's the, uh, that, no, that book's called This Book is Gay. Okay. Oh, yes, I've heard of that one. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that All stuff's right. allowed in schools, but I, I guess, you know, Crazy people in R.L. Stein's books are uh, too offensive. No, no, no. I <laughs> yeah. have to pull the uh, Peter Rabbit is too <laughs> offensive for people in today's world. Are you kidding me? I'm sure you could find problems with anything, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised the publisher didn't go out of their way to try and kill R.L. Stein just so they could you know, do this after his death. Well, they just have to wait a few years. 
Well, I hope they have to wait another 15 to 20, to be honest. Hopefully, I'm yeah. I'm surprised they didn't wait until he either carked it or they put a hit out on him and uh, did it after he was, well, murdered. But I guess they must have some balls, at least at this point still. Yeah, to do this. But all up, though, he's just made a few things clear now. Um, I do have an update regarding this whole sort of what's happening with the censorship thing. You, you remember how weeks, you know, previous episodes, we talked about Roald Dahl having, getting the same treatment. Yes. Oh, that was sad. And now, as it turns out, ebooks got the automatic update thing done. So now every ebook version that you bought of Roald Dahl, you know, Roald Dahl, R.L. Stein, has this automatic, you know, the soft, the pussified version. Oh, oh no. no! See, that's why you got to get physical copies of stuff. No, 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 Avira. You, if you download a PDF that doesn't have any DRM or link to an account, and you put that on your Kindle, you can still read it. It's going to be a little different than what you'd normally expect through a, a standard ebook, but um, it's not edited by the publisher. Mm-hmm. It's like with the Bible. I was in a church one day, and I noticed one of the parables had been increased and i'm looking at a little note and saying oh you know we increased this just so it gives a better story and i'm thinking why (laughs) why edit it yeah it's like and if those things you know it's like is it even like a a, a legitimate proof you know translation of it of said bible thing (sighs) yeah but no it it was uh, added on not part of the translation yeah no that's that's a big no this That's... they're editing the book and then they're pushing it out to people who have a digital co- oh. anyway oh. um to um to get back to this though i do want to stress like you said evira get physical copies but also make it a fine point to get a book that was printed before 2023 oh no <laughs> yeah. i'd say uh what is it like, uh, 2019 maybe 2015 yeah. yeah 2015 maybe a little earlier yeah, first if you, editions um, if you can. Yeah, any edition that was printed before twenty twenty three of these books, then yes. Do you think the value is going to go up in them? Oh, it, oh, they will. Like, like the original, like unedited versions. Like, I'm sure, like on eBay, we saw this all the time. You know, whenever they try to censor something and get rid of it, it's like the originals are like skyrocketing in price. Yes, hundred percent. I can assure I, you that. I can case. see that actually happening. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because if something's unattainable, people will want to attain it, right? Far can occur from reading Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, Aldous Huxley, and George Orwell. Think um, like 
your Lord of the Rings, your Chronicles of Narnia. Hang on, are all these um, authors writing oh Christian-based stories, or? Uh, I don't think Orwell was. I mean, um, the, I mean, the the the, the Chronicles of Narnia is pretty. Um, it's very allegorical in, in that sense. Yeah. Where Narnia is an allegory, Tolkien's book is basically is heavily inspired. Yeah. So, at this point with this article, I have to bring up that in my state there was a bill introduced or a law and it was supposed to allow religious freedoms with exceptions. However, local community group thought that, oh, it's going to discriminate against the gays and the disabled. And it's like, if you read the bill, it stated, no, you can't turn around and discriminate. So you can't actually ask those kinds of questions. But if it's quite clear and an organization says, no, we don't want to support that, they can. But now it was pushed as anti-disabled, anti-gay. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? And looking at this, it's I'm guessing the same kind of people have turned around and they're trying to get these uh, materials banned. And you know what's really ironic about that? The fact that they have George Orwell on here, literally talking like 1984, you know, Fahrenheit 451, all that shit. The other thing that concerns me is that it's picking one type of religion and saying, look, we don't want this anymore and trying to push it away. I mean, we have to accept other religions in, well, at least the country I'm in. I'm pretty sure America has two. But for a group of people to turn around and say, no, we want to push this kind of religious rhetoric out. It's like... Especially things like Narnia and Lord of the Rings. I mean, like, I mean, they've destroyed Lord of the Rings already. They've been trying to. For years. They have they can keep trying, but they will never ever destroy it because Tolkien's legacy is will endure will prevail. They can put as much duct tape as they want to try to reassemble what they tore down, but it's still gonna look quite ugly and horrible. Stupid stupid sorry about that. My computer was doing some stupid shit for a second. You're good. It's like everybody's um, internets have conked out for some strange reason. It's what the fuck? Uh, no, it wasn't the internet this time. Uh, no, I misclicked something, is what I did. I something's happening with Jay and some of our guests who are listening. It's been conking out. It's like it's possessed. <laughs> and trying to tell us, no, you must not I talk don't... about this. <coughs> but we shall talk about this. <coughs> yeah. I fixed it, though. My bad on that. So... I, was to, I was just trying to X out some windows so I can have more space. And I accidentally misclicked something. It's fine. Essentially, if you read these books, that practically almost makes you, in the eyes of the British government, and it's how? Yeah, how? I mean, are they saying like if you, man? I this is so I can't even think about this right now. I'm just like losing brain cells. You're going to turn into a far-right radical winger or whatever if you read freaking Tolkien? Like, huh? Yeah, I'm sure someone was very inspired by Sauron and wanted to go uh, kill all the elves or some shit. Well, I can understand uh, something like, uh, what's it called, the Turner Diaries radicalizing people because that has actually happened. But something like Lord of the Rings or the Chronicles of Narnia, I'm a little confused as to how. 
I would have thought stories like that would have helped someone become a better person and not a, well, let's just say a terrorist out to burn the world down. Yeah, right? It doesn't make any sense. But the, the other really spooky thing that's getting to me is the whole Orwell thing. Because, like, he literally writes about this, you know, censorship and big government and all that. <laughs> and I, I guess some people could read his work and be like, wow, that could happen. Yeah, imagine that. You start, uh, you do all this stuff that the friggin' all these books set out to you, and you suddenly become a danger. <laughs> Another back. thing I do want to add on to it is, um, I do want to say, forget the movies, forget the TV series and all that. Return to Monkey. <laughs> I still yeah. haven't watched that show yet, to be honest. I refuse to watch the Rings of Power. The 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 fucking pretender shit. Oh, dude, I I watched most of it. I think, yeah, I, I watched every episode. And man, right, it's it's, like, it's um, hard. It's a difficult watch. They just butchered everything. <laughs> it's so are bad. Like nipple rings and stuff, or what? The Rings of Power. Are these like uh, nipple rings or something, <laughs> or? Yeah, we didn't even see the Rings of Power until, like, the last episode. I mean, what the heck? Oh, they look so crappy, too. I don't know. That, that, that was just a whole nightmare. <laughs> a billion dollars later. Jeez. Look at that. Oh, clever investment. Download drain. Come on. You know, I'm still waiting for the fourth installment of the Narnia in, to be adapted in movie form. Oh, which one? Uh, the the silver chair? Yeah, because the last time I watched an Narnia movie, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, was in 2010. Wow, that long ago. Yeah, what the heck, man? Hmm. It's probably cancelled because of um, modern politics. So, the silver chair, was that the one where... Um, no, with like the, the fake Aslan was going around. It was actually some like gorilla monster or something. I think it was that one. But I know, well, spoiler alert, at the end, like, Narnia is destroyed. And they still haven't even finished a whole series of the Narnias. Yeah, really. Oh, I mean, Caspian was alright. I wish they brought back the White Witch, though. She only had, like, 30 mm -hmm. seconds in that movie, but, man, she's such a cool character. Just one drop. That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, so cool. So the British government is saying, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to ban the books and movies or change them? I mean, what's the goal here? That's a good question. They're trying to um, put these on a list so that, you, you know, in order to prevent, you know, our new future extreme people. Oh, so you're not going to be able to find them? Oh, you're not going to be able to find them in what, like libraries or schools anymore? Is, is that what they want? I don't know. I mean, this is a total head case, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Mind you, the same people probably doing this think that teaching kids how to do sexual acts on adults is a good idea. So, um... uh, yeah, more like if I catch them doing that, they're going to die. No offense. Mm -hmm. 
God, some nasty stuff, man. But like I'm they're teaching that to kids, and but that's okay. If I, if I see a, an adult doing that shit, they're gonna get their asses killed. Yeah, no, that should be left to the parent. Oh, I'm the older brother of the of the uh, total of four. Well, um, the, my mom had five kids, but one was a surrogate baby. So I have a surrogate sister and three uh, younger siblings as well. I'm the oldest, so I have to be protective. Yeah, yeah that's something we can understand. Yeah, especially my sister that just had my baby nephew recently. All right. So <sighs> this last item that we've got, we were going to say was a complete change of tack this time. And we're going to show up another, another one of these news TV, you know, a new TV series, cartoon thing. Is it a TV yeah. series or a movie? Yeah. Movie. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a movie. Know, it's it's going to be the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If, if you don't mind me bringing up uh, TV show topics, I understand it's not relating to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but there was something that right. two friends of mine made me believe that was never meant to be. Because if... would. Would you mind if I continue, or you want to continue? I'd say we were about to we were about to start this segment, so. Oh, you go ahead. I apologize. All right, so we have oh. 2023's version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Now, the thing I have to admit is that the season they did previously was dog awful. When I was watching this, they don't look like teenagers anymore. They look like kids around ten. Exactly. Yeah, and they they sound like it too. Like the purple one, I couldn't even tell if that was a guy or a girl. Some of the con that some of the things I'd seen in the trailer, I found funny and would consider it watching. But the title doesn't actually meet what the turtles actually are now, which is they're kids. They're not teenagers. So maybe like let them age a couple of years and let them have at it. But this. I have to admit, I did find some of it funny. I really did. Yeah, yeah. I I also like the uh, overall design of the trailer. So I, I don't know if like our listeners, like if you guys have seen it yet. It almost has like a comic book, like stop motion kind of animation style. It looks rather unique. I have to say, it looks like they put some effort into yeah, it. Let's have a look at the characters, how they've been depicted in this, you know, in this series, Leonardo. It's definitely a far cry from the old, you know. From what they've done in the past, the past cartoon TV series and the live action, Raphael, Donatello. Wait, and... is that is that a girl voicing the purple guy, Donatello? Abby, no. Yeah. Oh, no. No, that's a boy. I can't even tell. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he went through a gender change. So the voices themselves, I don't have any issue with the way they parked them. Although I'm kind of um, grumpy now that I'm seeing that uh, was it. This is Leonardo, is it? Um, bad with names at this point. Yeah, Leonardo. They're not all kids. Sorry, no, the one at the bottom. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. I'm surprised he's not a kid as well. Yeah, well, but he's not all the people who would be like a kid. Michelangelo would be like an eternal. Kid, let's be real here. 
I'm not familiar with this uh, particular the voice actor or the actor that they you know, throw into this, but um, I'm just saying I'm a bit peeved that it's not also another kid as well. Although, when watching, you can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. True, true. Oh, well. But the next gripe that was really there is um, what they've done to the other characters, namely April O'Neil. Look at huh. this. Look at this. They changed April, of course. Like We've all known that they've changed April and blackwashed her. <laughs> they've done that a past couple so... of years ago. For me, we didn't exactly have enough in the trailer for me to decide whether or not what they did with the character was good or if it was bad. The fact that it looks like it's an Indian woman and it's like, eh. It no. just depends how it's portrayed because the last season they portrayed her, it just was bad. It didn't feel no, like April. April. And I haven't April. seen Splinter yet. I want to know what they've done with Splinter. We yeah. saw like maybe a second of worth of material of Splinter and that was it. I want to know what they did with Splinter. I am really going to ream down hard if he's a dirty old man like in the last one. I'm going to be pissed if that's what Give they did. Give it a second. I'll reveal that to you in a second, but this is what they've done with April O'Neil. Oh, my God. She looks Jamaican. Yeah, good gravy. <laughs> Are you serious? And it said this is the second time that she's been re-swapped? What, what they, they can't nail her down? Like, huh? <sighs> yeah, they actually they blackwashed her, and now it's um they're permanently sticking to this now. So are you sure they didn't color her with? Pe- are you <laughs> sure they didn't paint her with brown paint? Well, they did. More you mean than brown that. face? Hmm. I would pull out my next joke, but I'm gonna have to leave that one out. <laughs> okay. So All right. yeah. Now, what did they do to Master Splinter? Jackie Chan will be playing him, and, well, this is what they've done with Master Splinter. For oh, oh no. Jackie Chan. Okay. Well, Jackie Chan, yes, but the way he looks. <laughs> well, the stylization in this is a lot different than a number of the other shows. So, you know, you're not supposed to look cute and cuddly like the uh, the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which they don't look like, they don't sound or look like anymore. So, I wonder if Splinter's actually going to be a bit more younger and more agile, more active than what you had with uh, like the previous ones, where it was. A lot they gave him an afro. Yeah, that I'm questioning, <laughs> oh, no. to be honest. Why? <laughs> Just why? I mean, if it takes place in the seventies, then sure. <laughs> That'd be kind of yeah, groovy. Make perfect sense if they did, because you know, like groovy man. <laughs> come in, come in. Let me share the peace and tranquility with all of you. Oh, we got John Cena is also going to be voicing a character. That's cool. Yeah, that's right. John, John Cena is going to be Rocksteady, the um, this large rhinoceros. Oh wow! Ooh, that's going to be good. Oh Jesus! You know, I I can see that. I th- yeah. I think they, uh, that's a good decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! <laughs> I also like the fact that you know Jackie Chan is there too, and he's you know the master, right? That's, that's cool too. That's what right. What about Bebop? What did they do with um, Bebop? Yeah, that would be um by first by Seth Rogen. Okay, so, uh, so Seth is I'm doing not sure it. how I feel about that. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about how I feel about the current casting decisions as well. Let's have a look at some of them. Like, let's have a look at this one here. They've chosen, you know, Seth Rogen's version of this. He's produced acting as producer. He has decided to gender swap Leatherhead, this crocodile alligator, and Wingnut. Why? Why? <laughs> what was the decision? I don't know. They're not humans. They're you know they're they're mutants. They're anthropomorphic. But what in tarnation, right? I'll just give the played by <laughs> Natasha Dimitriou. Our Rose Byrne plays Leatherhead. So it's like, what the heck? Right? I mean, just slap on a pair of breasts on an alligator and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, they have some big titties on that alligator. <laughs> Seems like just Every, what they you know, did. Everybody, you know, who doesn't love a pair of reptilian boobies? Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well yeah. Yeah. a bit of drag in the water. To be honest. <laughs> But yet again, I don't roll the. I don't roll straight no more. No, uh, but look at this. Look at this. This is this is Wingnut. Got this bat-like creature. Yeah. I don't remember that one from the original That's old. Yeah, ninety-one. Ninety-one. Yes, I was born that year. Okay. Okay, and then well, you just said a couple head. of things in the late nineties, uh, late eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. This is. I am. I am so glad I have the original series, so it can't be like um, updated by the corporate. Sh- uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> what could they possibly do to this dude that made him warrant to be swapped? Ah, I don't know. He was the wrong gender. None of the mutants Ooh, the are original. even saved. Monty. Wait, was that from the original comic series? Uh, yeah, it looks like 1988 Leatherhead um, from Mir- Mirage Comics. Yeah. Huh. I have to admit, I really enjoyed the uh, 2003 version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It just seemed more adult than uh, anything else. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of went on a downhill spiral. Get a barrel. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. Wrong series. <laughs> I know, it was just so random. I do like Star Fox, too. But yeah, what, what do you think about this sort of stuff? Like right now, aside from the questionable casting choices, some good, some not so good. What do you think about the whole current, the artistic style of, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? Having seen it, I liked it. The only thing I don't like is the fact that turtles are a little too young. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, I like the art style. Over, like overall, I, I really didn't see enough of it to like to really have a, that much of an opinion. But yeah, I saw the trailer and it looked okay. I mean, didn't really understand the story. It was kind of just action scenes, but you know, that's fine. But yeah, I, I think they, they are too young. Like they don't 
sound like teenagers, you know, like they used to, like, righteous, man! You know, like, they don't talk like that. So it's a little odd. But, like, you can't change the name of the show, though. Like, what are you going to call them? Like, the Turtle Squad? I I don't know. I imagine prior to, like, uh, 20... No, the thing I was confused is why was it one of them had a mobile phone? A modern piece of technology. Oh, yeah, I I noticed that, too. I mean, I I can get it how modern-day kids would have that, but if you're, like, living in the sewers and don't really have connections outside, how are you supposed to... You're supposed to, like, just nab them, like, loosely lying around or what have you. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I've got a couple of phones myself where it's just, like, set it up and it's ready to go, and others have been um, soft-bricked. But I have to admit, I did love this melon bit. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the thing that t- took it away for me is the fact that they're too young. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you know, they're trying to make it relatable to kids, I guess. Of this current generation, I dare say. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it, oh, it does have a very interesting aesthetic. I mean, yeah, like it—it it almost looks stop motion, but it's not quite. It's interesting. No. You can thank Spider-Man for this. Yeah, it's, it's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it reminds me. Oh, of this part. Like... <laughs> yeah. When he gets stabbed. Oh, geez, look at that. So that was that was kind of funny. It's like, are you bleeding? It's still in my leg! What the hell? <laughs> I do hope that in the full scene they do show how and you know, how you should actually treat something like that. Well, they're going to the hospital isn't really going to be an uh, you know, a thing for it. I imagine the turtles can't just simply walk into a hospital and go, yeah, can we get a bit of help here? We've got someone with a you know ninja uh, tool stuck in their leg. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I can't see that going well. Yeah, but what do you think so far? <sighs> Definitely I mean, have to watch. Nah, I think I'm gonna give it a pass. You know, it looks that's, like it's geared nice. towards kids. I mean, the design style is all right, but maybe I'll watch some clips and see where it goes. But I don't know. It doesn't I would actually side with me. the beer on this one. Maybe you know, or maybe they might even make a TV series out of it. Who knows? That's just a film. Maybe. Yeah. So, That'd be something my little brother would like to watch. Right, your little nephews. Anyway. No, my little brother. Mm. Right. But as it stands now, well, this is about all the time we've got for this week. Yep. Lots of crazy stuff that's been unpacked. <laughs> Lots has just happened. Now, who'd like to just make a quick um, brief uh, closing statement just with regards to what's happened, you know, with this this week's stuff? Hmm. Um, I see. You want to go first? Oh. Wait, wait, well, uh, I, I got I spaced out. I deeply apologize. What was that, Jolt? I just said um, a quick, uh, brief little closing statement with. Um, oh. Yeah, I would like to say thank you guys for having me on the show again. I mean, 
I have a feeling it turned out perfect this time. And yeah, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have the friends I have right now. So yes, thank you for letting me on the show. It was fun. And hopefully maybe next week, if I'm lucky, I'll be a part of it again. It all depends. It's great to have you on. It's good to have you on too. All right. Uh, Noble? Uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster today. I mean, that whole fairy school thing's a bit, eh. I would pass. I would. I would, I would actually not. I'd give it a pass in a good way. I'm thinking I might watch teenage the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I'm not going to go see it at the cinema. Okay. We might yeah, be lucky, be... and they may only just do the movie of this. Although I have to admit, it's nice to see Jackie Chan actually portraying um, Splinter. I would have loved if he did this in like the 2003 one, but oh well. <laughs> Although, wait, no, if he, he wouldn't have been able to do uh, 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because back then he wasn't really good with English. <laughs> Something the uh, cast on one of the movies he was in sort of uh, decided to play to their advantage, which is just wrong. <laughs> it is just wrong. Just ridiculous. And Ariel Stein, as a kid, I got to read your books and I liked that. I see it as the publisher stabbing you in the back with the largest sword they could get their hands on with what they've done to your books. Uncalled for, really. And I feel sorry. I feel Still sorry right. for how you were treated. Sue the fuckers. Right. Suda fuckers, take back your legacy. Your literary fuckers, legacy. Man, you can do it. You still got a little, you still got time and you do it. Sue the fuckers. I believe in you, man. Okay. Like I said, I'd like for him to be around for another 15 to 20 years. Maybe and longer. This possible. is also another case by lesson to keep the original manuscripts. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Um, now, Azira? Well, um, that school story was very interesting, I have to say. Whether or not it's real, I don't know. It, it seems pretty legit, yeah? Something different. <laughs> um, when it comes to, um, you know, books and education and stuff, though, yeah, definitely have either a physical copy or, like what you were saying uh, earlier, Noble, is, um, like, download a PDF or something. But, yeah, you know what I'm going to do, though? I'm just going to enjoy reading Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion, Narnia, all that good stuff. That's I'm keep on doing that. So better yeah. grab them books. Better hit them books. <laughs> yeah, man. Like That's I pretty much it for me. Driver's Ed book to earn my license. But um, yeah, uh, great week, guys. Had a lot of fun. Yes, I had a lot Very of fun tonight. So. Thank you guys for having me again. Well, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as we did in the making of this episode. As always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Play.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more further down the line. Well, what a week. This is our signing yeah. off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Until next time. Until the next episode. <laughs> Later. Later.